الله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين اللهم يسر ولا تعسر رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد uh, we start with uh, continuation from our ahadith we're going to take hadith number 6 today from the ahadith that our uh, brothers have been going through with us عن ابي عبد الله النعمان بن بشير رضي الله عنهما قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ان الحلال بين وان الحرام بين وبينهما امور مشتبهات لا يعلمهن كثير من الناس فمن اتقى الشبهات فقد استبرأ لدينه وعرضه ومن وقع في الشبهات وقع في الحرام كالراعي يرعى حول الحما يوشك ان يقع فيه الا وان لكل ملك حما الا وان هم الله مهارمه الا وان في الجسد مضغه اذا صلحت صلح الجسد كله واذا فسدت فسد الجسد كله الا وهي القلب رواه البخاري ومسلم uh, in this hadith today we're going to look at some advice from the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam dear respected brothers and sisters in faith at any given time as a muslim when we learn our deen when we saw a verse of quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to us as Muslims we try our best to understand the context of the information and also try the best to implement it in our life that is the work of a Muslim and also when we read any hadith that we are able to affirm its authenticity we try the best to understand when we understand also we try as muslims to follow the teachings of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam today our discussion is going to base on the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that he spoke about what is considered halal and what is considered haram the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said innal halala bayyinun indeed what is considered as halal what is considered as accepted what is considered okay in islam bayyinun is open clear for everyone to be able to acknowledge and understand we know what is under, what, what is good we know what is bad so when we are told something is halal what we do is we try the best to go back to the quran we try the best to look at the approach of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and see when we look at the story of adam alayhi salam we saw that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
when he created Adam السلام, and then he put him in Jannah. Remember, the arrangements of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was not to create Adam and put him in Jannah. He said, I'm going to create someone as a vicegerent on earth. That is the arrangement. But when Allah created Adam, he ended up putting him in Jannah. And he said to him and his wife, they can eat everything in Jannah except one particular tree that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them, La taqraba, do not get closer to this tree. So when we're looking at percentage-wise, we're looking at percentage. We can see as Muslims that we are giving more room to more or less play around when it comes to things that are accepted, more than the things that are not accepted. As we saw in the Quran, the Prophet Adam and his wife were given freedom to roam in Jannah and eat from every single plant except one. So when the Prophet said, Inna al-halal indeed halal, what is, ex- what, is, what is accepted is open and clear. We know what is accepted, we know what is not. No one needs someone to tell him or her what is accepted in Islam because we know in general the rulings and how things become haram in Islam are very clear. And the Prophet ﷺ said, وَإِنَّ الْحَرَامَ بَيِّنُونَ And also, what is considered haram is also open and clear for everyone to see. Now, when we look at these two, halal and haram, what comes in mind is, as I made mention earlier, we know there are more in terms of what we are allowed to do than, le- than what we are not allowed to do. وَإِنَّ الْحَرَامَ بَيِّنٌ And what is haram is also open and clear. So we know what is haram, we know what is halal. Now we go back to the Quran and see what are we told not to eat or not to drink. The same thing applies to Adam السلام, who was given the freedom in Jannah except one particular tree. In our life, Quran has made it halal for us to eat every single thing except not to eat pig. Of course, we are not talking about the ways in which animals are slaughtered for it to be halal or haram. But in general, we were given option to eat almost everything except the pig. We are also allowed to drink everything except wine or alcohol. So when we look at this, we can see there are percentage regarding what we are allowed and what we are not. It's very straightforward and easy for a person to know what is accepted and what is not. When we go back to Ilm al-Usul, we will see Things that are not allowed in Islam are not allowed not because of anything extraordinary, but rather for the betterment of a Muslim. A Muslim believes in Allah and knows whatever Allah says he or she shouldn't do is for their betterment. So when we look at in the Quran, the verses that came regarding alcohol, in it there is benefit, but the harm in it is more than the benefit. Don't get too closer to prayer when you are drunk. Indeed, alcohol and whatever Allah combined and said, they are haram, stay away from it. So when we look at those sort of arrangement of verses in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
from beginning did not straight away say do not drink alcohol but he was able to give us some isharat don't get closer to prayer when you are drunk which means that when you are drunk it causes some unnecessary things that you cannot be dealing with number two, also the verse that came and said in alcohol there are benefit but the harm in it is more than the benefit all these are isharat to tell us whenever we're going to weigh and calculate things that we can do and things that we cannot do we should come to this consensus what is good in it what is bad in it is the good more than the bad or is the bad more than the good so we can easily assess ourselves in those things so when we are given this the prophet ﷺ said indeed halal is open and clear for everyone to know and haram is also clear and everyone knows that but this is the catch so we know halal things that are open clear we know we can eat fruits we can eat vegetables we can eat meat as long as it's slaughtered in a halal way chicken fish all these are acceptable and accept the what the the khinzir which is haram and also we look at stealing is haram alcohol is haram and things of that nature but then comes the third one which is mushtabih things that are in between halal and haram so something that is in between halal we cannot differentiate between halal and haram in it it is so confusing it is in between more gray to say that halal is white haram is black and in between that is the gray one the prophet sallallahu then said regarding what is mushtabiha he said that wa bainahuma umurun mushtabihat and in between halal and haram there are things that are of doubtful nature you cannot differentiate between good in it or bad in it there are a bit of confusion so the prophet now is advising us not on what is halal or what is haram because we know that but he is advising that on what we have doubts about and he said famani takashubuhat aw la ya'lamuhunna kathirun min an-nas that does not mean that all people don't know that does not mean that the people who don't know this are more than the people who know but kathiru min an-nas la ya'lamuhun which means people there are a lot of people who do not know same applies to also those who have knowledge they are kathir so it's not basically saying that those mutashabiha or things that are of nature of doubtful are only known by little no it's not the case but rather there are group of people who are not familiar with it and there are group of people who are also familiar with it now so now the prophet ﷺ advises us on this since there are people who don't know possibility they will end up doing that and what will be their outcome when they commit or they do things that are part of mutashabiha uh, he said famani takashubuhat whoever stays away from things that are considered shubhat uh, things that are not clear whether they are halal or haram such people if they are able to avoid that he said faqad istabra'a dinihi whoever does that has indeed protected his deen now look at it carefully if you stay away from what is considered doubtful you are not sure of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said indeed you have protected your deen 
How amazing it is. You might say that, well, this thing, there's no clear cut, there's no any verse, there's no any hadith, so why would people just make it haram? But here the Prophet ﷺ advice to you is, as long as there is doubt on it, stay away from it. And we have lots of this in Islam. There are a lot of this in Islam. You can see one fatwa. Scholars will go forward and backwards. Up to today, scholars are debating about if there is even a room for music in Islam. There are those who are using verses of Quran to argue that those verses are implying to music being haram. There are those who are also saying no. Those verses did not clear-cut says mention music, but it's just scholar's opinion. And it keeps going forward and backwards up to today. There are lots of debate, and everyone is trying to prove their points. So things of this nature, you consider that to be in those group of things that are doubtful. Because the debate are coming on. Those that are saying music is not haram, but it's just particular music, they are not just bringing their own opinion. They are also using the same verses and a hadith to prove that. Those that also said those verses and a hadith are pinpointing that, they are also using Quran and hadith. So when you find yourself in the argument of scholars in this nature, what do you do? This is where we come out with this consideration of things that are doubtful. Some people don't know. Maybe those who are saying music entirely, every part of it or every type of music is haram. Maybe they have a point. Maybe also it's not all. Those who said there are those that are allowed, maybe they have a point. As long as no one verse of Quran, no one hadith clearly mention categorically what is considered halal or haram in music, there everyone's opinion counts. So you don't want to fall in a situation you thought these people are right and you took their decision not knowing they are wrong or you thought these people are wrong and you avoid them not knowing they are right. So that comes or brings you to these things of mutashabihat uh, or things that are of doubtful. What do you do? The Prophet ﷺ said, whoever stays away from that has indeed protected their deen and his dignity. Very important, the Prophet ﷺ made mention. When you stay away from things that are of doubtful nature, you have protected your religion and your dignity. Now, your religion is one thing, your dignity is another thing. In Islam, it is very important anything that we do it starts with people's dignity. Every ruling that we take in Islam, it starts with people's dignity. That is why you cannot jump onto conclusion when you have doubtful nature of a person committing a sin. As long as you don't have a proof, you are not to speak about it. Because of what? That person's dignity. Now, the Prophet ﷺ said, وَمَنْ وَقَعَ فِي Behun neglected those shubuhat, the doubtful things, and decided to do or act it because there is no specific Quranic hadith, uh, verse or hadith on that, and they decided they are going to do those sort of things, then the Prophet's advice on them is, Waqa'a fil haram. 
that person has indeed fell into haram. And the Prophet ﷺ always, when he advised us in this nature, he gives us analogy and he said, It's just like a shepherd who is grazing, looking after animals around some barriers. And for a shepherd will be saying that my animals will only eat around. They will not go into the barriers. They will not go behind the fence. And the Prophet ﷺ said, the condition of a person who is taking things that are doubtful, doing them without taking any consideration, is like such a, uh, a shepherd. He might say that, well, I'm only going to do this type and I won't go further, I will not cross the barrier. The Prophet ﷺ said, there are possibilities that this shepherd will get his animals at the other side of the fence. So the same thing applies to a person who is saying that, well, so far as this thing, we can, we can, you know, there are ways in which we can do this as long as we don't cross the barrier. There are possibilities. From one step, it leads to the other, and you will find yourself committing haram. So that is why the Prophet ﷺ said, if you do that, you are falling in haram. There are possibilities that this person will fall into those uh, barriers. And the Prophet ﷺ continued his advice by saying, Indeed, every sovereignty, every king, every president, every country, will have their barriers, they will have their borders where from here you don't cross or from here their rules or their, their law is uh, taking place. The same thing applies to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The barriers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said is haram. You have to stay away from that. So those are the barriers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah and he continued Indeed, in the body there is a flesh In the body there is a flesh If that flesh in your body is considered clean and pure Then the rest of the body is considered clean and pure If this, this flesh is then contaminated, spoiled, considered rotten, then the rest of the body is also considered filthy. Indeed, that flesh is your heart. Now, why is this heart? Because we take decisions most often following our personal interest, following our desire, which is the heart. It decides what we should do. Remember, very importantly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said regarding shaitan, The plots of shaitan is weak. Shaitan does not have the power to mislead us. He is only decorating. That's why in Surah Al-Ibrahim, he made mention, Allah promised you and I promised you and you decided to follow me and disobey Allah. Shaitan himself is telling you, Allah has promised you good and I also deceived you, but you decided to follow me. So shaitan cannot mislead you. 
the shaitan can only decorate what you personally are interested in from your heart, following your personal desire. So this heart is where the changes of obedience to Allah and obedience to our personal nafs happen. So when we are able to clean this heart and then obey Allah and only see Allah in everything, then the rest of our body is free from contamination. But when we decided to follow our personal desire, to follow our personal interest, then indeed what will happen will be we will contaminate the rest of the body. As when we go to Qiyabah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell people regarding this and people will be saying, Ya Allah, such a person, such a person was those who misled us. But indeed, you are the one. You already have your personal interest and you already decided what you want to do. So when the Prophet ﷺ has given us this analogy, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, Okay, this sometimes these are the signs or examples that we put across or we put it in front of people. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about this, it's just saying that anything that you are given, look for your information, there is also another hadith which spoke about Allah has made things halal and made things haram and kept quiet on other things. Alright? Inna Allah ta'ala haram al-ashya wa halal al-ashya. He made some things haram and he made some things haram wa sakata an ashya and he kept quiet on some things. This has nothing to do with uh, things that are doubtful. Okay? There are things Allah intentionally ignored. And the Prophet ﷺ said, He did that rahmatan lakum as mercy. But in general, we as Muslims, we want to be pure and clean and we want to make sure that we follow what is considered halal and stay away from what is considered haram and things that we are doubtful of, we should stay away from it. That's all. Just staying away from it is what you need to do. So in this regard, we will stop here, inshallah, hoping, inshallah, what we spoke about will ring bells and more or less revive our hearts to understand everything that we do in our life. The most important thing is, first of all, to check at any given time, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever that comes out of the mouth, whatever action we do with the limbs of our body, we should check with Allah if Allah is happy with that or not. Anything that we do every single day, we should always try to take decision from this angle, knowing, is this thing that I'm going to do halal or haram? Is Allah happy with it or not? Is this going to harm someone or not? Let's take decision thinking about others, taking others into consideration so that we are not selfish and following our personal interests. When we do that, indeed, by the guide of Allah and the support of Allah, we will always be on the right path. Inshallah, this way we stop and take your questions. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nastakfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.